Today, we are joined by Sherwin Akbaskada, who is a cinematographer based in the city of Melbourne. He found himself winning multiple awards for his craft and received 12 Australian Cinematography Society awards. Sherwin's commercial work has seen him work with clients such as Mercedes, Google, Nike, Tesla and BMW, while his music video collaborations have earned him multiple Vimeo staff awards and a J Award for Australian Music Video of the Year. Hope you enjoy. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. No worries. Pleasure to be involved. Firstly, I'd just like to say, like, we feel super privileged that we could get you to actually uh, get on our podcast and hopefully inspire other filmmakers. No worries. No worries. Um, It's actually my first podcast. That's awesome. Um, Are are you guys based in Victoria? Yes, we are. So we're based down um, Geelong Way. How how are you going in, in the city at the moment? Yeah, it's pretty dull, but um, I mean, I'm kind of lucky in that I've got a few things ticking along that keep me busy. I was actually I was in a I was in a color grade this morning. Oh, awesome! So because it was for a TV show, and that's allowed to happen. Are you allowed to tell us what TV show? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's called Stories from Oz. It's a ABC um, comedy mm-hmm. uh, comedy musical hybrid thing it's, it's a bit of a tough one to to kind of explain but that it, uh it's it's um it's basically a series of music videos so i haven't you know the apple hasn't fallen too far from the tree yeah. in terms of what i've sort of been up to the last few years um yeah. or my whole career really <laughs> <laughs> um well i guess we'll just start off with who you are and what you do and i guess how you got there Sure. Um, yeah, so um, I'm a cinematographer based in Melbourne and um, I've been doing it for like, I don't know, eight years or so. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, the road to getting to here, I guess, I started off in, um, I, did a, I did a creative arts diploma. I always knew that it was like, I was keen to, like, I've been fascinated with imagery, with with filmmaking, um, and the moving image for since high school. I did media studies and stuff, but I, I actually didn't. I tried to get into VCA after high school. I didn't get in, um, and I, I guess I was also a little bit sort of afraid of taking that step. So I went to the more sort of arts, um, creative arts, sort of route, and then did you know found my way to to cinematography after a few years like of doing like music videos and short short films and little projects with my mates Mm. i was pretty i was pretty like art school didn't really know my way around like filmmaking like production equipment um for a few years before I, i i got into afters and that kind of changed everything and sort of brought me in touch with the proper professional kind of level equipment i guess yeah yeah so that was in that was like 2011 um so from then on i sort of got out and did um started off 
yeah, more music videos really because I had a lot of mates in bands. Yeah, it sort of was a natural thing to do to to because that you know that the only way you could kind of find a couple of thousand dollars at least to make something was to to, to approach yeah approach one of them. Yeah. I didn't want to have to spend all the money out of my own bank account for like to shoot a short film or so. Music video was the way to go and. Um, I guess I did a few little ones and, um, the, this one I did for client liaison kind of was a bit sort of bigger, I guess. It just kind of, we did well to use, to put all of the money on screen and, um, a few ad directors noticed that one. And was it, was it a challenge to actually get, um, all the budget onto the screen? Mm. Yeah, I mean, when everyone's working for free, <laughs> we managed we managed to get a lot of generous support um, on that one, and we even like ended up shooting on Alexa by by pure happenstance because um, we actually were going to shoot on like the the Arri D twenty one, which is like the the first digital camera that Arri came up with, and uh, it, it, we had problems in in check day the gear check day and um they ended up because it was so last minute though like they just subbed in an, an alexa xt so that that was like a real lucky break to yeah suddenly you know get a, a nice image for i'm sure we didn't pay them much money <laughs> you started making your your breakthrough through commercials and music videos mainly um and then you started going into some features and maybe could you talk about the difference between you know working on a feature um compared to working on commercials and music videos i mean i i've i've done some low budget like micro micro budget features early on it's like pretty much straight out of film school um they almost i don't know they're a, a unique they're an anomaly like that they, they don't i don't know and i uh, yeah we, we we had time because we didn't have like we didn't have much crew, so we kind of, you know, we did actually have quite a bit of time on those films to finesse. Like one of them was shot, one of them was shot over over a series of weekends, um, over like almost like a year. Mm. But you know, tiny, tiny crew and just shooting on DSLRs. So, um, but that that's the micro budget world. That was like eight, sort of seven, eight years ago. But um, since then, I've done a second unit on a bunch of features. Yeah. One feature and one TV show, um, which is yeah a great thing to do as far as like learning from another dp and um you know just getting as a way of finding a foothold into the into that world of long form because it's quite hard to cross over um into long form from from shooting ads and music videos like it's it's a it's a leap that um it's it's sort of a lot of producers and funding bodies even are sort of adverse to uh having inexperienced dps making that transition and i don't know you know why that is exactly it's one of those catch-22 situations um the you they won't give you the opportunity until you've had the opportunity yeah yeah shooting shorts i guess helps that yeah shooting like and, and showing that you know you understand narrative you understand you know blocking and continuity and so yeah i actually have a feature my first like proper feature that I'm shooting is actually hopefully next year. Uh, so it's it's and, and the way that's come about is through a young director Nora Niasari, who I've I've shot a bunch of shorts with, 
I shot her first like VCA short in 20, yeah, when was it, 2015 or something. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's, you know, we've done three projects, three short films over that time. And um, we're very much like a creative partnership. So now that she's getting this feature up. Um, yeah, so it's almost like this collaboration and now it's just kind of snowballing onto project to project, which is awesome. Yeah, and I think that's kind of like, um, yeah, that's kind of the only way to one of the one of the best ways to make this transition. I think because otherwise, yeah, it's it's hard to to gain people's trust, really. Yeah, and would you say would you say commercial and music videos is almost like a vortex? You kind of get into that a bit of a pattern, and um, you know these small, really creative projects um just keep popping up and to do those you know those features they're almost like a, a marathon rather than a sprint and um yeah and and having having that opportunity to step into that realm and kind of just keep doing marathons rather than sprints all the time I, I feel like um i had that sprint mentality um going into this tv show that i shot earlier this year um kind of yeah coming like from from commercials and stuff like you're going into a project you're shooting the next day you're expected to know everything um you know only sh because uh i'm used to kind of like having a grip over everything going into a project but um i guess what uh dawned on me going to this four-week shoot uh after a few days was they didn't have to I don't have to know everything. Like it, it's something that evolves through the process, um, and you're with the crew, you're with the equipment, and you're figuring. You're kind of like establishing the look early on, um, but there's still room to maneuver um, as you go and figure things out together. Um, although this project that I actually shot. Um, it was a bit unique because every day was like a different. The, the, there wasn't a look. There wasn't a strong look across the entire show because it was essentially a series of music videos, and we were shooting one or two of them every day, <laughs> and every one of them had like a different genre, a different uh, thing that it was. And having to step out of that 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 creative space as well, like you know, you're lighting everything, and you're 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 working towards a different tone, and you kind of have to jump from tone to tone, and yeah, that would be really difficult. It was epic. It was epic and a lot to sort of like get a hold of early on, which is why like, yeah, I mean, at the start, before we, the sort of days before I was, there was a lot in my, in my head and uh, I, I was um, freaking out a little bit because yeah, like we were, I wasn't, you know, across every, every shot of every day, <laughs> but you know, you, you realize that it is a, it is a marathon and not a sprint and, um, you don't need to know everything at the start. You sort of figure it out. Yeah. It means, it means sort of working a lot. Like, you know, when you get home, I, I, essentially I'd be coming home from a shoot, from a shoot day and then prepping for the next day. Um, and that was, a, it was a whole lifestyle, you know, there wasn't much downtime and, you know, on the weekends I'd be prepping for the week ahead with the, with the director. So, um, it was the way to do it for sure because yeah. it meant I was always kind of prepared for the, what I had to do next. Um, but, yeah, it's not like, you know, what commercials affords you is that it's a, it's a little bit better than a work-life balance um, and you can kind of, 
just yeah you can you know what you need to do there's not that many setups in general you know it's all storyboarded and you kind of have a have a handle over the whole thing but you know it would be boring if it was always like that probably absolutely and i think like you were saying like it gets a bit taxing on your body as well like if you had to keep that up over time and time again and um it's it's tough like especially in this industry where you're having to you know you got your set days that you got to shoot and um unfortunately your pleasure time has to be you know your grinding time and um yeah it's crazy it's crazy how much work you have to put in just touching on look um your music video that you just shot hiatus coyote get sun yep um i just maybe want to talk about the process of getting that look because there's visual effects as well so maybe talking through how you compose your shots for visual effects and putting that all together well, it's funny to just take the words out of your mouth to compose a shot for visual effects. One thing that I learned on um, on that on that one was like, don't compose uh, the subject in the middle of the frame for every shot. If if you're shooting them against green screen, it's kind of like just to keep things interesting and to have like the a re- the reality, the um, you know, to use the lens distortion and make it as realistic as possible, like compose the subjects into the corner of the frame, even if it's just a green screenshot, um, and, you know, have that, use the distortion of that lens, um, you know, to just like, even if you're just comping sub the subject into the, onto the background, um, for that space stuff, we did a lot of that. Um, yeah, that was a really interesting project. So I guess like it had a lot of, a lot of things going on. It was pretty daunting. I think on camera it's quite it's quite impressive. I showed my wife that video and like there was the when there was the wide of the four rooms and and she commented like wow awesome set um, and it was but it was actually like we used we it, we used what we had in front of us which was this like sort of warehouse with like um, these levels that are already built into it and it we so we, all, all all they all they had to do was kind of dress within those four areas that were already actually there and kind of put up a couple of fake walls and curtains and stuff so it's a good example of kind of like making something out of what you've got in front of you the set design was amazing like there were props left right and center it's like every frame just had something in it yeah yeah it's a a maximalist approach i think just that's that's hiatus coyote's vibe just like jam a lot of stuff in (laughs) I, i used a lot of um wide lenses on that i mean i guess pushing pushing the reality it was pretty it was a pretty wacky clip so we were we were not concerned with um so much naturalism i guess we were kind of pushing the reality um so i was using a lot of like very wide lenses 14 mil 10 mil um and like some weird lenses like some uh, snorkel lenses that allow you to sort of put the put the front element of the lens like in in places where you wouldn't normally be able to get it um and uh to do like a macro shot that dollies out to you know like a a regular like mid shot and also doing barrel rolls and stuff have you been busy with work has COVID affected you um at the moment or um yeah i mean COVID's everything i've lost heaps of jobs um yeah like it's sort of for a while there the schedule kept like pushing up pushing out pushing out when we thought that 
we thought that would come back from lockdown, like, you know, early September. Um, and I'm sure like the booking age, my booking agent was having a terrible time, like with everyone's schedules is constantly shifting and stuff. Um, it's yeah. But now it's, um, I guess we all realize that <laughs> it's going to be a little while, but yeah, I mean, I've been kind of, I've, I've been kind of busy enough with this TV show and kind of having conversations about this film and, you know, um, there's a few projects that are kind of, there's a one that's permitted that's coming up. So yeah, it's been okay. I've been using the time to, um, go, uh, during the lockdown last year, I, um, I was going a bit mad and I needed to take some pictures basically. I needed to kind of get back in touch with framing and taking images. So I have this Mamiya stills camera that I, I went for lots of, um, walks around, around the, the neighborhood and, I was just reconnecting with like basically like being like an undergrad photography student and like just trying to find like beauty and trying to find something special in the in the neighborhood um in the mundanity around the around around my area it's just like I mean you know because I haven't I've been kind of you know busy I've been making images for other people for a long time and um you kind of forget it's nice to come back and just kind of look for the simplicity of some images and trying to find some beauty in some very ordinary subjects. Um, yeah. So it was, it was a nice process. It was like, I didn't even need to take many photos. Sometimes I'd go for a walk with my camera and just like be hunting and I wouldn't necessarily um, catch anything, but it was. It's just being creative. Hey, it's like, jumping yeah. into that space where you get to be creative because especially being locked down and um, being at home and doing the same walk every day or whatever it is, it's like you kind of just go a little bit crazy and it's like I have so much creativity inside me that I just need to like do something with it. Um, and yeah, it's just one of those things like for me personally, it's the same thing. Like I've been, you know, writing a little and, you know, also taking a lot of film photos and it's just, yeah, it's just like when you can't actually do anything, when you feel restricted, it's like, how can I actually just like pour out that creativity? Um, Is that where this, po this podcast came from as well? Pretty much, pretty much. It's like, it's like, how can I connect with people? Because especially through this time, man, it's like, I don't know, the connection's gone and I just really wanted to bring that back. So Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's like... It is important to have this community because it is a bit of a, um, well, I mean, we don't, it, it's, it can be a lonely experience. Um, I mean, obviously we all work together, but like there's collaboration in filmmaking, but also like uh, there's a lot of people doing it that aren't talking to each other. Um, like, for example, like other DPs, like I don't really, I don't talk to that many other DPs. So it's great to kind of have this way of um, people sharing their, their experiences with each other and there's there's lots of us like I, I i can vouch for myself like there's a lot of us that are going through a difficult time especially creativity and just being locked down and there's a need for this and yeah i'm excited and yeah hopefully you guys get to enjoy the podcast and the content that we post awesome look forward to it yeah
Um, one last show, uh, question for you, show, and which I think might be a good yes. holistic wrap up one, both about um, trusting the process. And I think that's so like evident both from, you know, those smaller budget startup projects where you aren't sure if it's going to stretch to how you spoke about moving into feature films where, you know, you kind of don't know what you're headed into at the start of a day or like what that kind of outcome is going to be. Can you speak to, I guess, your journey with learning to trust the process and if there were any kind of moments in that where you had a real sense of like, oh, wow, okay, like it really is just kind of half not knowing and trusting that creativity will kind of show up and wrap itself together? I think that like ultimately filmmaking is such a leap of faith um, that you need to go out and just kind of push you push the boat the boat out a bit every time like every time I step onto set I'm not really sure how it's going to go even if I've sort of it's I've planned everything and you know it's all uh, everything I've done before but it, it's it's always a leap of faith I think and you need to kind of be in that that place um that vulnerable place and be open and um just you know, sort of keep looking for ways that you can create something different. Um, the worst thing to do, I think, is to like go into autopilot and know what you want to the degree where um, you're just kind of rehashing your own work or someone else's work. Um, I think the best piece of advice I've ever been given is to uh, to not be like anyone else, basically, to try and um, try and do your own thing and put your stamp on your work. Yeah, especially with all the noise in the world as well, like so many different platforms and outlets for everyone to just gain inspiration and uh, especially Instagram, like you know, we're flooded with all these creations and ideas and, you know, it influence, influences us one way or another. And it's like, how do you get back to the core roots of why you do what you do? Yeah. It's a tricky balance, isn't it? Because, like, I do derive a lot of inspiration from, like, other other people's work that I admire. So hopefully, like, there's a way to absorb that without... Um, without sort of plagiarizing or you know just kind of rehashing um and making making it your own thing but ultimately it is a cool it is cool that we get to sort of see so much work and be connected in this way but how do you feel about the accessibility of like online platforms like netflix and stan and movie and all those kinds of things do you think that it's it's complicated that that process of being authentic and unique or do you think there's a lot of inspiration there these days and you know sharing your content on these platforms and yeah i think it's like there's a bat there's a there's a battle between accessibility and uh like disposability if you like uh, it's awesome having it's awesome having access to so much amazing content or whatever um being able to like i've got movie for example um and just like finding 
weird little films that you wouldn't find anywhere else outside of like a festival catalogue. Um, that's great. But I guess like the danger of that is that people just kind of like the, the, the ceremony of going to, going to a cinema and going to a crowded room and with some other people and just sitting and watching like um, dedicating every, all your attention to the screen um, is an amazing thing as well. Um, so I just hope it's not at the cost of that. Like I want to preserve that. It's that whole experience of, you know, like having that buttery popcorn in your hand and, you know, you have a Coke in the other hand and, you know, you've got this surround sound coming in and, yeah, it's it's that whole experience and I think we lack that, especially sitting in our homes and turning on Netflix. I've got the projector, I've got the sound system, I've got the popcorn, but it's still not the same. <laughs> All right, so movie, movie nights are yours then. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's I think it's like um I think it's the community aspect that's kind of cool, like seeing it with other people and and being out of the house as well, like the gathering um public gathering. Anyway. We'll wrap it up there, but thank you so much Sherwin for like spending the time with us and having this conversation. Um yeah, hopefully it fe- it leaves people feeling inspired and um yeah, all the best with your projects. And we'll definitely chat soon. Awesome. Thanks heaps, guys. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to further connect, head over to Instagram and send us a message. We'd like to hear from you. Alternatively, if you're in the film industry, we'd love for you to sign up to our directory. Till next time. See ya. <laughs>